Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Toronto's very own Jeff Eager. He's absolutely fantastic. I love what this dude does. And he does a live performance that just murders. And he knows, he's he. this is how professional Jeff is. He knows to turn out the noise reduction and, and, and the, the noise filter on Zoom before performing. How freaking awesome. <laughs> no one else does that but it's fine i'm not i'm not hating on any of my other guests because this is the times we live in where we're gonna have crappy zoom performances and not see live performances especially with oh me cron coming to town so uh <laughs> i i absolutely love talking to jeff he was a, a absolute treat and uh hopefully we can have him back on again he has two new singles out called i don't dance anymore and for your love you can find jeff and all his music and all his endeavors at jeffeagermusic.com there is a link in the show notes so please go down there and make yourself at home and, and click around and support your boy jeff eager uh we'll get to jeff eager here in just a moment but first Go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Check out her latest endeavor, which involves myself. It's a, uh, it's a family-friendly album called Pumpkins. It's by Friendly July, which happens to be me, my wife, and my son. And uh, it's fun. It's, it's a family-friendly album. Go out and check it out, please. Links are in the show notes. It is a good time you can also find rain mystique at uh on twitch twitch.tv slash rain mystique she streams four days a week mondays through thursdays 8 a.m to 11 a.m ish and uh she's just murdering it and that's all at eastern standard time you can also watch we speak english good on twitch twitch.tv slash we speak english good we stream mondays and fridays at our new winter hours which might be our forever hours i don't know yet but uh i uh, i got a, a a seasonal job and uh we had to change the hours around so now we're going at noon so 12 p.m eastern standard time mondays and fridays and uh we're having a good time we're over here gold busting you obviously you guys hear what's going on obviously you guys like what's going on so please come on over to twitch.tv slash we speak english good drop a sub drop a follow create an account come and find out what all the fuss is about with omicron coming to town you know that lockdowns or at least in some form are coming so you need something to do come over to we speak english good and uh on twitch and and i'll treat you right baby come ask questions be part of the show Oh my goodness, I can't stress it enough. You guys can also... Uh, uh, oh, I, I do want to say uh, I'm going to have a new single dropping soon called Hierarchy. We are looking at the final mixes right now. We got the album art and I have uh, uh, I've been working on an animation for it. So it's going to be a whole release. So be on the lookout for Hierarchy, a collaboration between me and Behind That Suit or Holden Stefan Roy, who is a fantastic rapper out of Montreal, Canada. 
and uh, I'm super excited for it. It's also it's sort of a collaboration between me and my old uh, a, a writing partner, I guess, or bandmate, uh, Caleb, MCI Caleb, who wrote the hook on it. So it's all kinds of good stuff going on. I, I'm super I'm super happy to be finally releasing it, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. It's definitely gonna be a good ass time. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let, let, let's let's get into that. That's coming down the pipeline so be on the lookout and uh yeah we're gonna do it big we're gonna do it super big do it super big sorry i'm saving things to my hard drive right now and i'm realizing that i saved everything wrong so great good job mike you're really killing it today <laughs> uh that's what i get for trying to do uh several things at once i actually have to get ready to go to work so i'm rushing through this so today's gonna be quick as possible Let's run through this. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, like, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, which I don't use Snapchat, uh, TikTok. I use TikTok a lot, <clears throat> but I don't know how much I post. Uh, Instagram, Discord, all of it. Go check us out. All the links are in the show notes. We're also on Rumble now, so if you are looking for some exclusive content, go and click on the Rumble link in the show notes, and you'll find some exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere but Rumble or on this audio feed. So. That's right. You, you, you. Uh, and actually, there's some stuff on Rumble that you're not even gonna find on this audio feed, and it's all free. So go check it out. It, it's more, uh, it's more, <laughs> it's more of the political leaning. So uh, if you're not really into that part of the show, I get it. With uh, a lot of people are not into the political parts of this show, and I get that. But it's my duty as an artist to to report on what's happening in my environment and that's what i'm doing so uh go and check it out you can also subscribe to us on apple itunes you can follow us on spotify and you can also subscribe to us on youtube and twitch you can now this is awesome guys uh, so spotify has added rating system to the podcasting section so please 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 Go rate our show on Spotify. It's going to be, I, 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 I really appreciate everyone who's been listening on Spotify. I realize that we have listeners on Spotify now. So go and leave us a review and, and a five-star review or whatever, and, and that'll be much appreciated, and we'll get more coverage. If you like the show and, and, and you want a free way to support, this is a great way. You can also leave a review on Apple, iTunes, or anywhere you can you listen to your podcast. And uh, I, I'll read them on air if I find them. So that is a very free way to help the show grow. And I, I, it's much appreciated. You guys can also write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. And yeah, that, that's about it. I'm pretty excited. We got some new music coming on, a new music video. We got great guests coming. Our 400th episode is coming up. And I think I already know who our guest is going to be. I know I usually try to go out and get like bigger guests for this, for these, uh, you know, milestone podcasts. But uh, I think we're going to keep it local and keep it very local. So I always have a good time when I have this guest on and, um, and she's just a peach. So I, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to do for 400. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. 400 came really quick. Now that we're putting out two shows a week. So 
Much appreciated, everybody. Much appreciated for everyone who's been helping out and making this show grow. And it's just been so cool. We're still hitting real hard numbers, so I appreciate you. We're we're hitting like twenty five to thirty thousand plays a week, and that's you guys. So I I really fucking appreciate you guys listening, hanging out, and especially during this. The, the, you know, it's been a good year and a half now that we've been on Twitch, and uh, the show format has changed once again. And I really appreciate that y'all are sticking with me if you're new to the show i'm uh, welcome thank you so much for being here i appreciate you and uh, i hope you enjoy this so let's let's stop me from blabbering on for too long and get all gushy ushy (coughs) coughing and uh, let's jump into this week's guest who is toronto's finest he's a wonderful lead guitarist but even better frontman and, and vocalist he has jammed with lenny kravitz not once but twice and uh he is a father so uh, and a husband and uh and a full-time musician so please put your hands together for this fucking hero uh, of the north mr jeff eager crowd goes wild So yeah, man. You, were you a professional wrestling fan as a kid, or are you still a professional oh, yeah. wrestling fan? Not anymore. No, for me it was yeah the golden age mm. of you know WWF, yeah. Macho Man, Hogan, oh, yeah. Ultimate Warrior. When Ugh. I saw the Ultimate Warrior, like that was just next level Lost for me. My Toronto, mind. 1992, WrestleMania six. Whoa. Hogan versus Warrior. No. And the Ultimate Warrior bun won both belts. Right. And he stands up and he's got the championship and the Intercontinental Championship. And my little, like, whatever, nine-year-old brain was just thinking, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes, that, that's the greatest <laughs> thing, just hearing it secondhand. Like, oh, that's amazing. Man. That yeah. is so cool. Now... That wasn't the one um, where Warrior just walked in and like clotheslined and 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 and, uh, and 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 pinned him in like three seconds, was it? That, I'm that, pretty, that I don't was, think so. That was probably several other ones. Yeah, he did that a lot, huh? That was like yeah, his thing. He would go so. and knock someone out and just be. God, how you get away with that? Is there no rules in wrestling? <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. No. <laughs> but but you know what's interesting about Ric Flair is that like they canceled him. Did you hear that they canceled Ric Flair? Who who did they cancel him? They, they didn't like him. The, they they okay. okay. <laughs> the collective they 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 decided how come. To uh, he got a little handsy with uh okay. with some flight attendants. Um, uh, yeah, it re- sucks. Recently. Uh, no, this was actually back in the early 2000s, but it recently yeah. came out. There was another thing. How? Yeah, canceled. Yeah, I yeah. know. Thank you guys for doing all that. <laughs> Poor Ric Flair. Listen, mm. Ric Flair is not canceled in my heart, okay? He might have got a little handsy, but but I love the myth. I love the legend, you know? I, I, I Sometimes it's better to know the myth and the legend than actual the man themselves. Don't I mean, would you agree with that? 
Sure. Yeah. There's there's a there's a legacy there, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if you follow the Instagram account uh, No Context Flare Memes. Oh God, no, no context flare, and it's just memes of Ric Flair's doing stuff with some kind of funny, you know, uh, <laughs> tagline above it. You know, me walking into uh, Walmart on Black Friday or something, and then it's like him coming to the ring. So No Context Flare Memes keeps me laughing. Like, the guy must have been, I mean. I don't know what amount of cocaine you need to be on Lots. all the time to be at that level <laughs> at a 12 all the time. All the time. <laughs> very, I'm, no drugs for me. I'm very, uh, you know, it's not me at all, but mm. uh, yeah, boy. But you're going to need, you're, you need something to I, get you, you keep there. That up? <laughs> yeah. you keep that up? Yeah. <laughs> tons of steroids and cocaine. Oh. Oh, <laughs> it's God. just, that's how you do it, son. If you, if you want to know, you mm. do it like that. Uh, what are you sipping on, sir? Uh, vodka soda. Oh, actually. so you're so you're so you're sipping on some drugs. I see. Well, <laughs> of the alcoholic variety, I enjoy a beverage. Uh, yeah, man. I wish I yeah. could. So, when did you fall out of wrestling? When did that become un? It's, yeah, it's funny. Like I had friends who carried it on into their late teens when it was like Triple H and mm. DX and like yeah. all of that stuff. And I still kind of caught some of it, but for me. It was those golden age. I actually met Hacksaw Jim Duggan one time at an event. That's I was dumb. playing a gig and he was doing something <laughs> at the event. And that, and he came out and it was like, and I was the only one. I was probably the oldest one on the gig, let me tell you. And I was like, is that, I heard, I was backstage. I'm like, do they just announce Hacksaw Jim Duggan? You know, like two by four. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, like this. I was like, he came out to like do a thing. And I saw him just kind of backstage hanging out by himself because, you know, everyone else was a little young to know who he was. Oh, man. I'm like, it's so nice to meet you. And he was so nice. He was Aww. really a, a nice guy. And I said, and this actually relates to, you know, being a, a musician as well. And, you know, getting on in years, I would say, you know, I met him. I said, uh, he, he said to me, it just feels great to be like remembered. Oh, like, wow. I don't know if you get tired of people coming up to you and kind of like, fanboying over it but he just said i just no he says it feels great to be still remembered and people still come up to you and say so i mean that would apply to you know musicians yeah. as well yeah you know, anybody in entertainment where you you know you had maybe uh more fame in your youth and maybe mm-hmm. less fame when you're an old man or an old woman yeah no i i i couldn't imagine i mean i've never been in that position uh obviously but like, but I couldn't imagine what that's like to be on top of the world for so long. And then all of a sudden, you know, well, I mean, not even all of a sudden, sometimes it's just this slow dwindling out, you know, just this fading out of, 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 uh, of the spotlight. And, you know, I, think I mean, you better go ahead. Please. Yeah, I, I think you better uh, be aware of that when you get into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially with athletics. Right. Uh, less, so with, less so with music. You know, yeah. it's something you can keep going. Right. Longevity think... in music is possible. Longevity in professional football, American football. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. another story. Yeah. So you better be aware. It's like, what am I going to do mm. 10 years from now? Because I'm going to have to do something different. Right. Uh, I don't know if I can keep this going. And I, I mean, there might be some truth there in like pop music as well. You mm-hmm. know, you can't come in naive. If you're doing a straight like pop career, trying to make it to the top, it's like, okay, yeah, you're very lucky if you do and yeah. enjoy that year for the most part, right? Uh, how uh, Cartagena wants to know how old you are, if you don't mind. Uh, I just turned 40 this year, actually. Really? Shut up. Four zero. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 
Shut the fuck up. You man. are a beautiful 40-year-old man. Let me just tell you that, sir. You hey, are thanks, holding mate. up. Oh, you appreciate are, that. Thanks, You are man. just holding up great. Um, yeah. Uh, military is the same. <laughs> you, you age out of the military. Mm. Uh, mm. Yes, welcome in. <laughs> Cartagena. Slow down, sir. Uh, yeah. Oh, ooh, Raina Mystique says you're a beautiful man. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Thanks so much. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll message you later. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh Lord. No, I, I agree with that a lot. I mean, you what you see though with like like uh football players and athletes is like um I remember Junior Seau. I, I don't I don't follow football, but I, I only know who Junior Seau is because he was a San Diego Charger and I lived in San Diego for many, many years. So um Handsome man. Oh, they're all coming in now. <laughs> and what's up, Heaven? I saw you sneak in. What's going on, Bon Bon? What's up? Canadians are especially beautiful. All right. All right, oh, you the guys. Love for Canada. The all right. Love for Canada. Well, well, our our other moderator is uh is from Montreal. So there's a wonderful. So I love a... Montreal. I was there twice this year. Oh yeah? What were you in doing? In July and again in uh, October. For, I love it. For 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 music? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, July was just a, a vacation with a friend of mine. We were obviously sick of pandemic stuff and we're like, we got to take off. So we went with a good friend. And in October, um, there's a, his, his name is Darren Weldrick. He runs a, he's a running coach and they do a run from Toronto to Montreal what? and they have like a relay team that does it. So it's 650 kilometers and they run for two days, uh, trading off. But uh, I didn't do the run part of it, but I played the after party hey. at a bar called Hurley's uh, in downtown Montreal. I can't remember the street it's on, but it's called Hurley's Bar. And his name's Darren Weldrick. He's a running coach in Toronto, good friend, and he likes to run from Toronto to Montreal. But anyway, <laughs> Montreal is, yeah, it's amazing. It's fantastic. And <laughs> Been drunk many times at Hurley. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was... I was as well a couple times this year, as I recall. <laughs> hey! You're at a bar. What else are you supposed to be doing? Besides working, I guess. I can't see. That, that was why I had to drink because it got in the way of work, but or stop drinking. Well, it got in the way of everything. Mm. It just got mm. in the way of everything. Alcohol is not my friend. Uh, but but it seems to be okay for you. I mean, you're you're holding up very well in your life, and and you still mm -hmm. can sip a cocktail once in a while. Um, no, mm -hmm. I, what I was saying about Junior Seau and the athletes, because I kind of left off in the middle of that, it was like he they, they end up getting to this certain point where, you know, it, it gets really dark. And and I think that that whole idea of being out of the spotlight and then coming, you know, and then couple that with, with years of head trauma, you know, like it really causes problems in some of these athletes. And Junior Seau, who actually took his own life, <clears throat> Um, and, and I mean, there's other football players and athletes that do that, but like, uh, but with like music, I think you're right. I think music is one of those things where longevity is like, it, it's kind of built in with it. As long as you're not like beating up your hands or whatever your tools are, you know, like, and you know, I, how are you holding yeah. up with your hands and like your body and stuff? Like, how is that for you? It's a fit. Yeah. It's a physical thing. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Like you are in, um, you know, uh. I guess for me, yeah, like I, I've, I've dealt with issues over the years, shoulders and stuff, mm -hmm. just from holding a guitar and having right. your shoulders bent a certain way. If you're standing and doing a gig for two hours or three hours or something in this position, you know, um, that's the re reason why like, when I play live, I move around a lot. I try to just, mm -hmm. you know, shift the weight a lot. Not only is it more fun to watch, I guess, than someone just standing there, yeah. you know, not moving, <laughs> but it's actually like good for 
for just uh, uh, not getting sore and not getting yeah. sprains and stuff like that. Like I just try to keep moving around to keep keep the blood flowing. <laughs> That's actually but, uh, a really good tip. It's like keep moving, man. Don't just stand there. Yeah, keep it going. It keeps you going. Yeah. For me, it, it's sleep. That's the thing, mm. you know, um, as you get older and I'm also a father, like I've got three kids. <sighs> Uh, three daughters and uh, yeah that's I'll tell you that's the transition (laughs) there he is yes yes Ric Flair that's the tough transition is going from you know I've done this uh, for 15 years as a career like full-time and going from you know single guy in downtown Toronto um, taking care of yourself is one thing yeah then you know um, having a family and now I'm outside Toronto, I'm about 40 minutes west of Toronto, um, you know, and keeping a music career going is a whole other thing. That's like, Ooh. okay, can I keep this going? Is this still going to work? And uh, it has, but it's more of a challenge. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, uh, I feel that, man. I I have, I only have one son, but, but geez, Louise, man, three girls and, and your wife or, or your partner yeah. is like, <laughs> yeah. you're cornered, son, you're cornered. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm surrounded, <laughs> surrounded by women. <laughs> Which I don't think is a bad yeah. thing. You know, it's not, obviously it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's your children and your family. Obviously I it's not it. a bad thing, but uh, were you ever, were you hoping for a boy or did it just not even matter? That's funny that people say when we had the third one on the way mm-hmm. and they was like, well, don't Jeff, don't you want a son? Like now you got two daughters. Don't you want a son? And it's mm-hmm. like, ah, once I kind of got used to having daughters, I've wanted a third daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, I That's was cool. like, ah. you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I was a little boy. I don't need a little boy. I remember what it was like. Yeah, I know <laughs> I what boys I, do. You tell me. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got their issues. Some people say you deal with boys you know, zero to 10, but then you deal with girls issues like 11 to 20. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I was a teenage boy and girls it's disgusting. Rule. Yeah, no, I don't know if I want that. A, I don't know if I'm I want not, that in my house. I'm, the way my son acts now, I know all I'm going to find is like crusty jizz rags everywhere. Ooh. And like, it's just, I'm sorry. I know that was disgusting, but it's just like, well, but you remember what it was like to be a boy <laughs> in your teenage years? It's just going to be so gross. Like he's already yeah. like, he already likes to like whip his wiener out. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, he just thinks it's the funniest thing. And he's just rambunctious as shit. And then, you know, like my, my nieces will come over and they're just like, we're going to play and do little things and crafts and, and color and all this. And here comes yeah. my son. Ah! Yeah. You know? and, and then by the night, by the end of the night, everyone's. Because ah! <laughs> it's just that energy. So, yeah, it's. Go ahead. You can't discount how crazy the girls can be, though. Like, it's, yeah. I w- what I was surprised at was the toilet humor that girls pick up on. Like, they're just, like, they're bad, too, you know? <laughs> they come home, they get naked, they're, you know, like, <laughs> putting butts, butts in faces and, like, doing <laughs> all this stuff. It's like, that you think would be, like, a boy thing to right. do. It's like, no, 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 they're full on. You know, getting it. Yeah, yeah. it gets crazy. <laughs> it they gets, get crazy, you know. Yeah. No. But look at their parents too. Like we're, you know, yeah. Me and my wife were uh, artistic people. We're, you know, non-traditional job folks. So. Right. Right. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna get a different side of life, yeah, anyways. Yeah, and, and, and a little bit more of an open-minded situation. Yeah, same here. My wife is a singer-songwriter as well, and mm-hmm. I'm not singer-songwriter, but I play music. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, 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 I think that I think I, I really enjoy actually um, bringing them up in this kind of way, opposed to how I was brought up. I don't know, were you brought up in a similar fashion, or did you have a? Was it different for you coming up? 
no, I grew up, uh, yeah, I've got two siblings. I'm a middle child mm. and my mom raised us because my parents split when I was young. Got and uh, so I'm, that probably is a big thing about having, you know, the wife and daughters is like my mom for me was just, there was so much respect there. Yeah. So we grew up raised by our mom. We think she's just a superstar even today. Oh. Now being a parent, I go back and I tell my mom who's 70, she'll be 75 next year. Oh. I just tell her like, Every year, I realize more and more how much you did, mm. right? When you're a kid, you don't notice it when you're 20, 25, yeah. you're still just like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. And then you have kids or whatever, you get older and you start thinking about your parents. You're like, oh, holy yeah. shit, you guys, <laughs> you, you, know, you worked your ass off. <laughs> I, I I'm really realizing what you did. Yeah, no, it, it's yeah. true, man. I, I, I absolutely, and, and now, you know, like my mom, when I, when I, just, I can't believe what my mom had to deal with with me. Because, like, I know mm -hmm. I was a terror. Um, I, as I got older, it was a little better because we sort of had to come together at some point um, because of some family illnesses and stuff. But, like, it was still, like, I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine. I mean, I was home all the time when I was a teenager. But then I would be bringing all my friends and all my bandmates. And we'd just be jamming until, like, 5 in the oh, morning yeah. and shit. And she's just, like, has to work at 3. You know, is play terrible music, yeah. you know, just loud. as It's just so well, awful. You know what my, what my mom said about that? Because our basement was the rehearsal space, yeah. too, you know, when I was a teenager. And she said... She says it in today. She's like, I knew that there was a day when it was going to be all quiet, is what she'd say. So I always just thought, someday this house will be silent. And then it's like, oh, a single tear. Oh. Right? <laughs> so she, but she'd always know we'd play different things. When I was a teenager, I was like, I was all classic rock. And, mm. uh, you know, um, so we're down there playing Aerosmith and Led Zeppelin and stuff. Then we'd play like a Beatles tune. And after the rehearsal, my mom would say, like, oh, I really love the Beatles tune you did. I liked that one. You know? <laughs> that was Beatles. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Hey. So we had, she's like a few things that she'd say, oh, I really liked what you did. You know, some of the music I've done, she doesn't like some of the music she loves. So. I like that she's honest, though. My mom is oh, like, yeah. I could fart into a microphone and she'd be like, that's so good. So here's yeah. your Grammy Awards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, the mom <laughs> Grammy. Here you go. Yeah, I, it's just, yeah. I can't take any, any kind of criticism from her. Seriously, I love you, mom. You're the best. You're the greatest person in the world. I love you so much. But, but there's no getting an honest answer about my art with her. It's, just, it's all going to mm. be like, oh, it's so good, mijo. And okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. I appreciate yeah, there's it. Wrong, there's something wrong if everything is, is good. Like I, when people, especially with musicians or people I work with, if, if everything is a yes, like if everything I send away, let's say I'm tracking something here or whatever, send it away. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And there's no comments or changes at all. Or, mm. It's like, really? You know, I, <laughs> like there's something wrong. If You must not be hearing some things if you think every single thing is perfect. I'm looking for, it's quite good. What I need is a little more of this mm. or a little more of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. then you know you're getting an honest answer. Yeah, it's th that is the most unhelpful shit where people are just trying to be nice. It's like, can you not be nice? <laughs> can you stop yeah. being nice? I don't give a shit. Like, just just tell me yeah. what's up. Like, I, that's... you can be picky. Yeah, be picky. You yeah, know, I, it... I play I play guitar for different artists mm -hmm. and do different session work and stuff. And it's like, you know, tell me what you know. Tell me what's working and what yeah. isn't. And yeah, you know. I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm always the backing band, or I'm always the rhythm section. You know, I'm never front, and which is great with me. Are you me. a bass player, Mike? I'm, I'm no. a, mostly a keyboard player, but I do play okay. bass once in a while, and then I play guitar mostly with my wife's, um, with, with my wife, I play guitar, but mostly I get hired for keys. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I'm a background player and I don't want anything to do with the front and that's fine. But yeah, <laughs> if someone's like, uh, you know, like it, I, I hate it when leader, I, I just had a run in with the leader of a band, you know, not too long ago, actually for the gig tonight. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not shit talking the, le- the band leader. I, he's cool dude and we made things up, but we ended up getting into a scuffle because of, you know, some passive aggressive shit. And I'm just like, yo, just tell me because I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit here and guess or I'm not going to sit here and have you huffing and puffing at me because mm-hmm. fucking it's not right. I get, you know, like, like, and then when I go back and listen to the recordings, I sounded like shit. So I understand uh, why he was mad. <laughs> oh, he was mad that you. He, he wasn't so mad. He was, he was. He was calling you out on it, or no? He wasn't calling me out. He was being oh. very passively aggressive, and he was getting frustrated because. And, and to be fair, like he introduced a new for he introduced a new. Um, a song and like really close to the gig and we're all trying to sure. struggle. So we're all kind of yeah. struggling with it. And it wasn't just me, but yeah. I do know that my plane wasn't great that night and it was just a rehearsal, but still I can see where he was probably frustrated and he was just, you know, worried about the gig and he, it's like, it's on him, you know, it's his name. That's, that's, you know, uh, that's going to get mm-hmm. screwed if, if we suck. So like, I get it. You can't introduce, you know, introducing tunes last minute. Like I'm just, I throw my hands up at that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm at a stage where I'm like, we're not. not, (laughs) Look, we can try to pull it off, but don't expect anything more than me getting through the chord changes. Oh, there's a there's a riff in the second half of the second (laughs) verse. Can you try to nail that? It's like not happening. If this is if we got to go on in 15 minutes, (laughs) I I I don't know. I can't guarantee anything. What is it? C to F? Yeah, I can play that. Yeah, fine. C and F is great. (laughs) F is hard, so I don't know. Maybe I won't even get there. (laughs) F's too hard. I'm not playing it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How'd you know I've been doing this my whole life? (laughs) Jeez, playing guitar for 27 damn years. F, come on. Yeah, no. it was just one of those situations where it's like, dude, just tell me what you want. Just tell me how you want it. Like, like literally, mm. it's just like, please, just, just, just be honest with me. I don't like this other shit. And it got loud and stuff, which I don't think it was a, an appropriate response on my behalf. But still, it, I, I know exactly where you're coming from when you're uh, when you're working for another band. You know, like you're 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 mm-hmm. a background player. You're not the main guy. You're not the person who's out front and stuff. And I imagine you probably do a lot of background vocals and well, you're probably up front as a lead, but... Uh, I've done both. It's mm-hmm. interesting. I've got the perspective of doing both because mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, a backup musician, a guitarist and bass player, but also, uh, obviously, I've released an album years ago and now I'm working through the next album. And so I've done a lot of shows that are Jeff Eager shows, you know, fronting. Mm-hmm. So I've been in both positions. And um, yeah, I think when you're leading, like, like go ahead and, and be picky and, and try to... If you got the right people around you, they're happy to take direction and try to get close t- to your vision. And then I'm also reasonable, realizing, hey, you know, we only have one rehearsal for this gig, so I'm going to be reasonable um, with my requests. But also, you know, we're gonna we're gonna work to try to get it there. Um, anytime I'm playing for an artist, and um, I play guitar for uh, an artist named Elise Legros. Uh, mm, who's a Toronto-based uh, singer. Um, she's yeah. great. She actually I just looked... released her, her next album. The same day I released these singles, actually, she put out her album, Grateful. Yeah. Um, Are you on the album? Um, it was mostly done with... It was done remotely over, mm-hmm. you know, the pandemic. So I think, you know, she had different uh, people in the studios. Like she was doing it with a producer in... He was either in Vancouver or LA. Wow, Brian wow. West, a Canadian uh, Canadian guitar player and producer. So I, I know there's some good. Some of my guitar that I tracked right here is on. Uh, I think one of the tracks. 
Um, but no, it was like a remote album, so it was really just kind of, I think, pieced together with different musicians and things. But uh, anyway, coming to something like her project, you know, I always, or even a cover cover band thing, because I do this as a living, which mm. means I play weddings and I play corporate gigs, and Hell yeah. you don't have to hide that. There's no shame in that. Fuck you know, that's no. where that's where the that's how you make the money. That's how you make the uh, big bucks. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta you know you play the you know hava nagila hava. You know, Ooh, you gotta do the whole. I like that. You know, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The Jewish Jewish weddings. Uh, <laughs> but tight. no, coming into like these these gigs is I always try to learn the songs as the album is. So mm. I'm gonna give it exactly. You know, do the best I can to 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 make it like the album, and then also be ready to change it to a live version. Mm. So, like, here's exactly how it is on the album, but maybe you don't want it that way, mm. or we're doing it as like an acoustic duo. So suddenly, you know, I can't just play whatever the guitar is on the album. Mm. Now I've got to, you know, think about covering the whole spectrum. So the best thing I would give advice to you know musicians who want to back up artists or cover bands is sitting in with bands is is learn it the way it is and then be ready to just also cover the chords cover the you know all the other stuff if mm. you if you need to do that yeah i, I think that's yeah. solid advice like what the one thing that I, I i don't adhere to though is like when when a band's like okay we ain't got no gigs booked but we're gonna need you eventually here's our whole catalog learn it and get it ready and then when we yeah. need you we'll call you in like, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna sit here and learn, you know, three hours of music that I probably know most of, anyways. But I'm not gonna sit here and dial it yeah. in on the yeah. hopes that this guy's gonna call me or something. So it's like sometimes people ask that of you, and it's just like I don't, I don't really dig on that. And it's like I'm not gonna spend my time learning other people's music just for a maybe or something. Get me on that. the books. Yeah, son. having the gig is like having the right. goal. Like, okay, now I know what we're working towards. How do you, yeah. when you're in the leader position, how do you handle, you know, situations that might come up, you know, maybe tension in the band or maybe someone's not playing to their best ability? How do you, how do you go about handling that and confronting the situation? You know, I think at this stage, I've sort of uh, weeded a lot of that out, to be right? honest with yeah. you. Like I've done a lot of gigs with a lot of different people and I sort of have my inner circle of mm -hmm. people. You know, like yeah, a very close know. circle and then another, I see it as like another concentric circle where if this person is not available, I know who I can go and trust and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so there really isn't a lot of that because mm. the people I tend to work with uh, come in sort of, you know, ready to go. They're, they're ready to, they know the parts, but also there's some flexibility like, hey, I get it. Life is busy. Mm. You weren't able to get that tuned down. Like, let's figure it out. I, I, I haven't actually had much conflict in the last few years. Uh, I think it's just from working with good people. Yeah, building your yeah. network. Building your network is so important, man. It's like having your network of people. And I like how you had it. It's like layers of people that you can rely on, which is amazing um, to have that kind of network. Um, and that and that's something that I think that just comes with being in, in a scene for a while. Would you agree with that? Like just sort of being mm -hmm. in one general scene, like... I don't know. Uh, I know you get mm -hmm. around and, and when you go to different towns and stuff, you meet people and you make networks there. But when you're in your own hometown where you're working, it's like, I just mm -hmm. feel like being in a scene, being out there, getting your face out there, you know, hitting up the jams. If you're starting, if you're just getting into yep. a scene and stuff, is it, that's really important. But like, it's really, it's just about, you know, being a part of it and making yourself known in it and, and you know, staying in it. And, and, and you are eventually right. you is... find the right people. 
it is networking and I, I don't know like how many of your you know your viewers are musicians um, I tend to amount. you know give advice um, to musicians that are starting out and uh, there comes a certain point where you're a good enough player where chops for days won't be any better you know what I mean yeah. like you know I, I'm not the most fantastic guitar player or the most fantastic keyboard player or mm. bass player but you know I, I kind of meet the minimum where I'll get hired and can do a great job and can play in any genre and can do a good job of it yeah so you know once you get there you could spend more time in your bedroom working out your uh shred you know <laughs> guitar stuff yeah. or if you just if you want to be working and hired and go out then it's more important to be um adaptable mm. you know flexible be able to be on a gig and, and, and be ready to, you know, um, adapt and change as things switch. Like, that's mm -hmm. the best thing you can be. Uh, and so, yeah, networking and going out and realizing that everyone has their own kind of circles mm -hmm. of people. And it took me a long time to realize that if someone is getting hired for certain things that I wish I had, you know, that jealousy of like, why are they getting those calls? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about, well, I play like this. Uh, why don't they hire me? Yeah. It's just that they have that circle. Like they're closer to that person. Right. And uh, you hire people who you are familiar with uh, usually and who you know you bring on a gig. It's like, I've played with you before. I know what I'm getting. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, you know, if you're a musician out there struggling with the jealousy and the why are they getting those gigs? Because we all do, man. That mm -hmm. is like one of the hardest things. I just got one the other day. And, and I don't even care. <laughs> like, I don't even care that much. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> it was just like one of those passing moments. But I mean, obviously, it was something that I let go really quickly. And it wasn't uh, in the case of like, oh, they got that gig and I didn't. It was more like, it was something else completely that I can't really go into publicly. <laughs> okay. I was just like, fuck All that right. guy. <laughs> Dude, it still happens. It, it still just, happens. But, it, it's, but it's, it's not something it's that... It's a battle, man. But it's but like back in the day, it would be something that you would fixate on, though. Would you agree yeah. with that? Something that would like bring your day down, like your whole yep. day is ruined. <laughs> it's like yep. ah, this son well, of a bitch. <laughs> here's the thing: like, listen to uh, if For I sure may, still. you know, the lyrics of "I don't dance anymore" in the second verse. Um, you know, uh, I don't dance anymore. I sit and listen to the music clinically keeping one eye on the door just in case I need to take an early leave. Mm. And that speaks about like s sitting in, say, like a, there's, a, there's a club that closed called the Orbit Room in Toronto. Um, Alex Lifeson was actually uh, from Rush, was a co-owner of the oh, Orbit Room sweet. in Toronto. Um, but, you know, this was like the, some of the best of the best musicians in the city. This is where every Canadian talent had kind of gone through. And I did my share of gigs there too, which was amazing. But I know there were times when, you know, I would sit and, 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 analyze and clinically kind of analyze what a player was doing and sometimes i felt kind of overwhelmed with jealousy mm -hmm. i mean i can admit it now and yeah. I think it's good to admit sure. um that i had i would have to leave i'd be like you know uh, let's go let's <laughs> go to a place that doesn't have music yeah. and just go have a beer um it's not a good thing but i can admit it yeah it's you know i yeah, and I, I'm sure you have stories of that oh, as well. I think bro. musicians need to be honest about that kind of thing, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because because here's the thing. Musicians get put on a pedestal like they're above. And, and even when you see them, they're on a stage and they're up above and the lights are on. And it's just a whole religious experience, you know. 
And people forget that that they're just people. We're just people, you know, just regular ass people who have jealousy issues and who have anger issues and who gets depressed. And we talk about things that people might not like, but that's just, you know, like, it's just like people forget that musicians are human and and they expect you to Mm. jump when you're supposed to jump and shut up when you're supposed to shut up. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you can't say that. You can't sing about that. Or but or, or, now now play fucking brown eyed girl stupid you know yeah. <laughs> stupid <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and scone I I do want to hit on that scone got to be good people before good music I I, I agree with that because like an attitude yeah. will go way further than someone who can shred all day someone who's the best oh, go ahead. yeah the the best thing you can be on a gig is when someone sees your name on the call sheet or knows you're in. They go, oh, we don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> yes. That, that, that's the goal. It's like knowing that, you know, and I try to be as a backing musician. If Jeff Eager's on the gig, it's like, oh, it, it'll be great. We don't have to worry. Mm. Maybe you have to, maybe I'm backing up on guitar and suddenly it's like, can you sing one? Yeah, I can sing. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I don't need an iPad to start singing a song. Um, <laughs> you know, I know my lyrics. Yeah. I know my stuff. I don't have a music stand on stage. That's a whole other conversation. That you is. know, or, or if a monitor goes down, can you play with in-ears? Can you play with a wedge if your mm. in-ears don't work? Can you suddenly switch to some other genre because the client isn't happy and we suddenly need to do... It's like being that adaptable is the best thing you can be. That's what keeps, keeps you hired. People are just like, I don't have to worry when Mike EP is on a gig. That's right, because I'm coming through. <laughs> He's going to make it work. You know, someone, I don't know how to work this PA. Well, okay, Mike, he knows how to turn some dials. He'll, Mike, he'll get us through it. Dude. It, That's a great, it's a great skill. Yeah, you know? I absolutely agree with that. Um, and, and like showing up, <clears throat> because I, there's been so much, there's been, there's been so many times where, you know, we, I'm on, on the road with a band and we show up and the PAs in shambles. I mean, it really is like, like, like when you're working on the road or if you're just, just a musician, it, it, it's a lot of critical thinking and it's a lot of problem solving because you run into all kinds of issues, you're running into feedback or like I ran into this place where it was like, we got mics, but no PA. And then it's like, we got a PA, <laughs> but no mics. And it's like, what the fuck? You know, like what is even happening here? And then we're like cussing out our manager because they can't seem to get anything right. You know? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but you do have to sort of be able to adapt. You have to be able to problem solve. And if if someone's calling on you for something, like you got you, you got to be able to step up to it and and be reliable on it. And that was one of the things, you know. It's like just showing up is half the battle. It's like if you show up on time and and you know your shit. It's like oh man, now we're working. And it's it's interesting mm-hmm. how many people who you know, proclaim to be musicians who just like, maybe they're good, you know, they're good at something within the music. Like, like, it's a really interesting and I'm not clowning or making fun of it, but it's just someone like if they get stuck in a genre, like, um, like, like, uh, like church kids, sometimes church kids who, who play in gospel will get really stuck in, in that, you know, and their diversity yeah. isn't there. So they'll be playing like rock and it's like, you know, one, four, five, and they're trying to add all these inversions. Like, yeah, he's like, it's like, yo, it's cool. We know you're fucking shred, bro. But that's not what we need right now is like just being able to be diverse and, and have, you know, an open mind and open heart. Uh, you, you really do have to. You really do have to be someone. I mean, like, you don't have to be people's friends, but I feel like you should be friendly. You know what I mean? Like, you show up for yeah. work. 
and and be reliable and and you know able to joke with mm. the dudes but also you know do your work and stuff and i know that you're taking gigs that you, you that you enjoy i mean mm. that's it too i know when you start out you're like i'll take anything what's that you know you want me to play behind a dumpster for uh half a slice of bread okay i'm there let's do it you know or what do you want five hours of brown eyed girl here we go oh i got a gig i don't know whatever it is yeah but you know you know you get past that that mm. stage in your life and uh and then you know it's good to say no to some things or if you feel like that's what's going to keep your the negative attitude away, you know, that's going to come out if you find yourself on lots of gigs where you're like, I hate this. Like, yeah. this is not good. This is not fun. I'm not enjoying myself. That's when you get all irritated and all edgy. So yes. for the most part, even, even once you've only been in it a few years, try to really look at the gigs coming your way or the gigs you're pursuing and say, I, I hope I enjoy this. I want to do stuff that I enjoy. Right. That's what's going to give you the best attitude. No, I, I agree. Um, say no. Say no to some things. Yeah, it's okay to it's say okay. no. It's okay. I said no to St. Patrick's Day. Someone reached out for St. Patrick's Day 2022, you know, and I respectfully, I was like, I will leave it to the Irish singing professionals. <laughs> and I, I don't want to play on St. Patrick's Day. I don't play Irish music. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, enjoy that insane rowdy crowd yeah. as a musician playing yeah. to that shit. Yes. I don't, I, I, years ago I did that, but I will leave it to the guys that really do that well. Right. That's yeah. not me. I don't want that gig now. <laughs> I'd rather sit at home and have beer by myself <laughs> and I, let the guys who want to get right in there and sweat on everybody and play, <laughs> let them do it because they love it and they do it really well. Right. Let, let them drink the green beer. You can stay at home yeah. and enjoy your vodka tonics, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, the... Um, yeah, I it's it, it's a it's a it's a really interesting journey as a musician and and sort of like the the the, sh the stuff that you learn and the stuff that you become comfortable with after years after the years of putting in the time, and, and you get to that point where you're like able to like to say no and, and be like nah, I don't think that Rocky Lane music welcome in my friends <laughs> welcome in welcome Raiders we got we got a raid here okay so um, we got a raid. And uh, Swirl Baby, what's up? What's up, Swirl Baby? Okay, we got a raid, and uh, we do a raid song, Jeff Eager. Uh, so I'm going to do the raid song real quick since we got a raid, and then we'll get back to our conversation here with, uh, with Jeff. So give me right. one second, my friend. We will be right back with Jeff. This is for Rocky Lane Music. Thank you so much for your raid. I appreciate you all coming through. And, uh, oh, shit, that's not it. Let's do it. There we go. And it's not Hype Train, it's a raid song. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for the raid. My name is Mike, and this is We Speak English Good. This is a music podcast, and sometimes we play... Turn that off. Sometimes we play... Uh, live music streams, and uh, we play games, win prizes, all kinds of fun stuff. Hope you enjoy this too. This is our raid song. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Yes, tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos out in the streets. Yes, tacos. All you can eat, lettuce and shells, cheese and meat, it's raining tacos, yum, yum, yummity yum, it's like a dream, yum, yum, yummity yum, all sour cream, 
Thank you for that whole swirl, baby. It's raining taco. It's raining tacos. Well, it's raining tacos. Out in the streets, yes, tacos. All you can eat lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. Oh. All right. That ridiculous song. There we go. <laughs> We're, oh, that's oh there. Oh, look at you. They're, they're right there. Okay. I don't even know how to do my own setup here. Straight. All right. We're back. Mighty, mighty. Thank you so much for those 200 biddies. I appreciate you. Where do they come from? Mm. Have they been sourced sustainably? So many questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't know where if the, it was. I don't know if this is a farm to table type situation, Morby. <laughs> Those um, are great questions for <laughs> next for next week. <laughs> for next week. For now, uh, <laughs> we're talking about tacos. Yeah, <laughs> just accept the tacos, my friend. Stop complaining. They're coming from the sky. No need to ask why. Um, Jeff, I, I'm interested in your in your album because your your two songs mm. are the two songs you released are. Uh, I, I can't help but noticing that they're. They're 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 similar, but they are very different. And I'm just wondering what uh, if that's two songs from the album. What the album is going to look like if that's sort mm -hmm. of what you're coming out of the gates with. Thank you, Mighty Mighty, for that host. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. These two songs are um, I, I've said is sort of are the ends of the spectrum for the whole album, mm -hmm. right? Because for me, like my influences before I started playing guitar, when I was a kid, it was all Michael Jackson. Yeah, like I, I, I loved that stuff. Uh, my mom was playing Billy Joel and Elton John around the house, and ABBA. I was listening to that on vinyl. Uh, and then when I started playing guitar at twelve or thirteen, then it's Rolling Stones, Hendrix, Zeppelin, yeah. Deep Purple, Aerosmith, Brian May and Queen, uh, Grand Funk Railroad, Hell Cream, yeah. Clapton. Like I just went full in for the next ten years <laughs> at, in into the guitar, you know. Yeah. And then it, when I when I loved extreme Nuno Betancourt. I went crazy for Nuno Betancourt when I was in my late teens. So uh -huh. I kind of left the other stuff aside. Um, but that's so those are the big influences for me. So I still had this love for you know singer songwriter, you know, Michael Jackson, or like the Billy Joel, Elton John, kind of like those uh, chords and melodies, right? Mm -hmm. And then also the rock thing. So. Uh, this album that I'm working on right now and finishing up and these two singles that I released, you know, this is just my favorite music. Mm. I decided I'm going to just write music that is my, like my favorite music with no pretense, no, I'm trying to do this. I want to try to create a retro album. That's yeah. not, I'm not trying to create it. <laughs> yeah. I just, this is what I love. Yeah. And it just happens to come out sounding like Hollow Notes, <laughs> Super Tramp, Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Earth, Wind & Fire, uh, you know, uh, the Guess Who, uh, the Beatles, like, you know, Lenny Kravitz, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's it's uh, Philosopher Kings, which is a Canadian band, you yeah. know, if you know them in the 90s. I, I like, don't, this just I has don't. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah you, so, you, well, Lenny Kravitz, you've, you've, uh, you had like a Lenny Kravitz uh, band before, right? Like a cover band or a tribute band? I yeah, I did. I yeah, saw some yeah, videos. He was a huge influence for me as like mm -hmm. a kid playing in the 90s. Um, 
just because it's again it's that blend between funk and soul mm. which i love and rock and so lenny yes. kind of embodied that like those yeah. 90s lenny albums were just rock and guitar with like so oh yeah oh god yeah. it ain't over till it's over it's so good let's do it Hold oh on. oh shit here we go <laughs> he just grabbed his guitar. No, no, come on, come on. Well, I had it all set up, man. I just. Uh... All right. Well, I'm gonna let. I'm gonna turn it over to 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 Jeff here. You guys enjoy. What happened to my focus there? Oh, we lost. Went focus. out of focus. We... Pull focus. Pull focus. Oh, is that lean in. Thing? Lean in a little. There you go. There you go. There he is. Yeah, 1991, Mama said. Here we are, we're still together. Thank you so much. Hold on, I gotta get Sid, this. man. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Swirl, baby. Thank you so much for gifting Rocky Lane music. That sub, very much appreciated, my friend. Thank you so much, and welcome in, you guys. Welcome in. Uh, I, I, if this is your first time here, this is a music podcast that sometimes talks about really inappropriate shit <laughs> that people don't generally <laughs> like us to talk about. But that's not today. We're talking. <laughs> we're talking with Jeff Eager here. We'd be pretty appropriate today. I think, I think we're we've appropriate. Been, we've been appropriate. We've been pretty appropriate. I, well, I mean, we could take it there. I mean, not super inappropriate, but I mean, like you know, Michael Michael Jackson being one of your favorite. How was it when uh, when that documentary came out and all the controversy came out? How, how do you lean on that? Yeah, I mean, I never, I didn't watch it. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to say. I mean, I. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm agnostic on that whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't. I don't think a lot of that is true. It's hard. It's hard to say. He's such. He was such a strange guy, right. and the people closest to him 
you know, I almost feel like he might have been so strange that that might have been sort of out of his wheelhouse a little bit. Mm, yeah. You know, like um, he literally was that just kind of uh, damaged from his own childhood. That, yeah. You know, um, but, you know, then you're talking about separating art from the artist. So, I mean, if that stuff is actually true, do we do we throw out everything and say this, the, the music itself is all bad? And if you do decide to, you know, throw out some of the stuff, do you throw out the stuff from the late 70s and the 80s and stuff too? Or do you throw, like, where do you draw the line? So mm -hmm. as soon as you start to, and we mentioned, you know, I hate the word cancel culture. Me too. It's been said so many times. I don't even want to talk about that. But if you do decide to start, you know. Now you're canceled, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, look at that. You hate cancel you know, culture, you get canceled. Where do you, where do you, you know, where are you going to draw your personal line? Is it no Michael Jackson? Is it no Jackson 5 then? Mm -hmm. Is that now off your playlist too? So I don't know. But it, I, I admit that is very, it's hard. I, I agree. It is hard. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I heard from somebody close to me. They're like, even if he did it, he didn't do it. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that don't I even mean, make sense. For me, but hey, whatever. <laughs> it was the bad album. You know, I was a little kid and my brother had it on tape yeah. and my dad dubbed it with the two tape deck thing. Like nice. Us play and record. Yeah. We dubbed the bad tape and I was just mesmerized by Michael Jackson. I just thought it was, he was so amazing. Was so cool. Um, so, you know, whatever um things he had in his life after that you know that doesn't affect that impact it had on me and that music yeah. and that time in 1988 when i was right. a little kid listening to that like you know michael as a person later has nothing to do with that yeah that's still memories for me and really special for me as a musician yeah i i, I agree with you man i agree with you um it, it you know even like with this whole r kelly thing and and i love r kelly um, you know, it, I, I made a conscious decision to to not, you know, actively go out and listen to his music because every stream does go into his pocket. I mean, and, and protesting mm. with your dollar is is definitely a respectable thing. But yeah. if 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 I'm at a wedding and Dance in the Name of Love comes on, I'm not mm -hmm. sitting down. I'm fucking mm. two stepping, son. I'm dancing. I'm, Protest I, with your dollars, but not with your ass. Not with your ass. Well, yeah, get what, am out I there gonna, and... what am I going to do? Like, if I'm at like a, a, an event and someone's playing R. Kelly, and like I like R. Kelly, but it's like mm -hmm. shit. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit down. You know, I still believe I could fly a little bit. You know, just a little. Um, but it's yeah. messy. Like it is messy. Is messy, and is messy. Uh, you know, we put these celebrities on these pedestals, mm -hmm. and it's like if you have, you know, a hundreds of thousands of musicians that have been famous in the last five decades, you're going to have a few bad apples. <laughs> and it's like, okay, what do we do with that? What do we do with that? Yeah, you no, know? I agree, man. I agree. It, it, it's a, it, it's ridiculous that we're, we've come to this point where if we don't like what someone's done on their, like, Facebook 10 years ago, then then they are no longer accepted in society. You know, <laughs> like, they are banished to the badlands. It's like, I don't, like, what, what are you talking about? This is stupid. And... Oh, the best version of Lady Gaga's song "Do What You Want with My Body" is with R. Kelly, and it and now it's off Spotify. Sad, but understandable. Mm. Yeah, imagine being doing all those duets, all those people that did duets, and they're just like, Ooh. "It's fucking have some backbone." Like, fucking have some backbone. Like, it it, it, it infuriates me. It's like. You didn't know he was doing that, or maybe you did, and you chose to keep going with it. So therefore, it's your fault. But if you didn't know what he was doing in the background, even though everybody knew he pissed on that little girl for a long time, and he just now got canceled, you know, for going to prison, and he went to prison. But still, 
how long have we been known about him peeing on little girls? And people were still dancing in the name of love. So it's really interesting mm-hmm. that we chose now to cancel his ass instead of like, you know, when that shit first came out. Like, when that drip, drip, drip. I, I saw the Chappelle show, you know, like I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the best thing I can say in this uh, day and age is I have no comment. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Because um, y- y- anything I say is going to get me in trouble. So no comment. It's, uh, well, by saying no comment, you've been canceled. <laughs> I, oh, oh, sh- okay. Well, oh, I'm done. I'm canceled. I guess I, I, guess I got to go. Uh, you don't have a comment? You don't have something to say about this? Well, then get the hell out of here. Oh, shit. We got a question from the chat. Yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's on YouTube if you want to hear it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. I saw someone, yeah, said something, asked a question about my kids yes. doing music. Parenting as a musician, do you see a mm. strong pull towards music in any of your girls? Oh, that's heavy. Uh, yeah, there's, there's some things going on. Um, I'll say that as a full-time musician, I don't wish for that as a career for my kids. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I would say it's, um, and not for like stereotypical reasons you're like oh you know girls in the music industry oh they'll get take advantage of mm-hmm. stuff like that i'm like I, I you know i'm raising strong girls I, right. i'm not i'm not concerned necessarily about that too much right but it's more that just it does take a mental kind of psychological toll it's a weird life and uh you know i i, I would hope that they would choose something else to be honest with you mm-hmm. as a career but if they said to me, you know, at a certain age, like, this is absolutely what I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. I can't say no because I'd be hypocritical. <laughs> right, right. You know, my mom, I finished, I went to school and I grew up in Calgary, Alberta. And I went to finish school there, went to university. I got a business degree at U of Calgary. Um, in that time, I was starting to feel the pull, like doing more and more music things. You know, I once said to my mom, oh, you know, I, I may have to go on tour. I may have to stop doing school. And she's like, oh, God, like, give me a break. Like, what is this tour? It's yeah. nothing. You know, so she was very happy that I finished my degree and mm-hmm. I got that like BCom. And yeah. then I said, I'm going to move to Toronto and make a go at a music career. Uh-huh. And she was like, I was very sad, but how could I say no? Like, yeah. you finish school. I, I can't I can't stop you. So the same thing with my kids. It's like, look. If you really, this is something that you got to do, how can I say no? Yeah. Well, but, and also you have the experience to impart on them as well. Like, I feel like a lot of what's happening with musicians who get sort of chewed up and burnt out or taken advantage of or whatever the situation is, is that no one tells you shit. Like, this is all shit you're just sort of bumping into walls in the dark about, you know? Like, you know, how much should I be getting paid? How much is my worth? Like, you know, like, what? how do I charge for this? Yeah. You know, like, no one tells you this shit. And, you know, the yeah. internet's there now, but that we didn't have that coming up, you know? Like, that yeah. wasn't us. We didn't have fucking Google to go, like, how much am I worth? You know, which is a <laughs> stupid thing to Google. But, like, yeah. still, it's like we didn't have those resources and so, you know, I don't know, man, yeah. you, you could it, now be able to impart at least like a, a, a clear plan, oh. a clear plan for them, a clear path, at least. And, and of okay. course, if music they decided is decided that yeah. if one of them decided like they wanted to take a crack at music, then mm-hmm. I'd be like, OK, then we're full in. Like, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to help you out, you know. Yeah. 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 Is that how you are, too, with your son? Um, no, not at all. Um, my son, yeah. he rejects it all. <laughs> so, oh, OK. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he wants to be a gamer. And he's a gamer here on Twitch, so, you know, like, he okay. doesn't really... I mean, he plays music, he can sing his ass off, but he's not really, yeah. you know, like, he's sort yeah, of okay. dancing with the idea. Like, okay. he's done acting, 
you know, and he, he's, mm. you know, he's been able to, uh, he has like more money in his savings account than we did <laughs> or yeah. we do. Uh, that you do currently? Currently. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. He, oh, cause, okay, cause okay. he's gotten really big gigs. Um, he got oh. a gig with Kosai oh. where he was on the side of a bus and billboards and shit, but you know, like wow. th- these are things that, you know, obviously he didn't want, he wasn't like, I want to go be an actor, but we were like, do you want to try this? And and he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's try it. And he was young. You know, obviously he was like five or something. And he's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And now he doesn't really want to do it anymore. You know, he's like, I'm not really feeling yeah. it. So it's it's fine. Like it's whatever he wants to do. But like, if you're going to do it, like you're, we're going in on it, you know, it's not going to be. Go ahead. Actor is harder than musician. I, I think, think like, so on the too. hierarchy of things like I musician, so you know, is. I don't want to say the easiest, but on the arts spectrum, it's like at the end of the day, you can go find some place to play right. and, and make a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can go act somewhere and be like, I'm just going to go to the local, like, uh, you know, Wild Wing strip <laughs> restaurant, you know, and like yeah, perform a scene, act for you. Yeah, I'm going to perform a scene, a, a dramatic scene and get paid for it. So, yeah, like, yeah, music, then you got that. And then I don't know, like painting or visual arts might be a. Yeah. Uh, even harder like I don't, I don't know how you how people do those things well you i mean know? It, but in any of these in any of these realms there is there is paths forward and that's the thing it's like mm-hmm. so like like at least we know that art is hard and that you have to be consistent and you have to work your ass off and you're not always going to get what you want but you're going to get there if you put in the time and the and the effort you're at least going to get to a place where you can support yourself and, and have a life um, and that's it's where possible. I see successes, you know, like success is that not not Rolling Stone covers and stuff, which, you know, that's success. That's great. Whatever that mm-hmm. means anymore. I don't know what being on the cover of Rolling Stone means anymore. But still, you know, that level of fame is like that's not desirable to me at this point in my life. Like, I don't want that. It, it, but but, you know, like that is a possibility. But that's not what you should be shooting for. You should be shooting for mm-hmm. a life that you could support yourself with. And that's that's the most important thing I'm trying to get out of my son is like as long as you can go out into the world and figure, you know, support yourself and and like, you know, do it and do your best at it. I'm, it's fine. You know, do your well, thing. Well, that's some of the issues. People don't define you know, their goal in music. Right. And that was me too. Like right, you start yeah. out, I'm going to be a musician. Well, what the hell does that mean? Like, <laughs> there's a million things you can do. Right. Uh, there really is. And so, yeah. you know, I kind of got caught up in, you know, do you want to build a business? And like, I know guys that are do the wedding thing full time and they built wedding band companies and right. they, they, they promote themselves like that and, and use that. And they do very well. Yes. Like they bring in a lot of money in the year mm. um, and event companies and things. Or do you want to be strictly original? Like, I just want to be an original artist and I just want to create. That's financially a lot harder, but at least you're clear on your goal. Right. And then there's, you know, I just want to be like a backing artist. Sessions, studio sessions, backing artists on tours or original shows or whatever. You know, that's another thing. And now there's, I just want to be an online musician. Yeah. Like, I want to create content. I just want to create beautiful youtube covers mm-hmm. um twitch musicians i mean this whole twitch twitch yeah yeah which is i mean it's, it's it's not my world i'll tell you like it's just i <laughs> i haven't really gotten into it it's um, pretty amazing i really have man. a desire no to, i feel you much, man but it's, no i i feel you i respect because, those that do oh i feel you man have you ever tr- like not tried it but like have you ever been in like a twitch chat where you're watching stuff and you're interacting and all that or is that no, no, I haven't. No. no, you should check it out, man. You should check it out. Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, you should just go on there and check out like a musician that has a, you know, a couple hundred people in there, and just go see how it is. And then go check out somebody who has like twenty people in their chat, and just kind of mm-hmm. see what it's like. 
I'm not trying to sell you on being a Twitch musician. I'm just telling you that it's a really fucking interesting platform and it's actually blowing mm -hmm. up. And with all these lockdowns and all these different measures that, that are, you know, with Omnicrom is coming to town for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So Omnicrom. Oh, yeah. Omnicrom. It's going to be, that's going to be in everyone's stocking this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Omnicrom. <laughs> you go. It's, it's not coal. You don't get coal in your stocking. You get. <laughs> The Omnicrom variant. If you're bad, if you're on the naughty list, yeah, you're, you're getting it. You're getting it. The new Transformer. It's oh, it. Yeah. Packaged, you know? Yes. <laughs> from Mattel. <laughs> Omnicron right. from Mattel. <laughs> oh, shit. No, no. But 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 in that sense, we're like, you know, people are closing, shutting down. Yes. Sorry. I, I have the, the things off, but I got you, Bonnie. I got you. Brought to you by Pfizer. Oh. Fuck you. Pay me. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Pfizer. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I smell a new command. What what is the new command? Oh, Omni <laughs> Omnicron. <laughs> Stop. We're not we're not promoting Omnicron viruses in this chat, okay? That, that that's what's gonna ruin our, our, our Christmas this year is Omnicron. Uh, it, it's fucking it, like, well, it, it, again, like these lockdown measures that are going on and, and you being in Canada, I know that they're pretty strict. Uh, they're just recently let you guys sort of out of the box, right? Um, no, I mean, we've been like in Ontario here, you know, they've been doing venues at like a limited capacity for mm. a while now. Um, no, I mean, things seem, seem all right right now. I mean, people tend to you know, make their voices heard when they feel that uh, we've gone a little too far. Mm. Um, yeah. That's... You know, in my opinion, it's just let's be smart, you know, mm. and, uh, and, and be uh, ca properly cautious, but, uh, but show a little optimism as well yeah. that we're, we're getting through this. It's not all doom and gloom. Right. Um, but no, I mean, it hasn't been, uh, hasn't been easy. I'll tell you, you know, as a musician, uh, here's another advice for starting out musicians, uh, I'll tell you, the best thing you can do if you want to start out is uh, be able to do solo gigs. Mm. Like, you know, if, whether you play a little bit of guitar, just enough chords and or keys or something, and you can do three sets of covers, any genre, doesn't matter, you can start to work. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because um, I've continued to work during a lot of the pandemic. And yeah. I started doing a lot of work before tons of my musician friends did. My calendar has been full August, September, October, November, December, <laughs> uh, tonight. Uh, and, but a lot of that is because the first thing to come back, Was well, we need to hire solo players. Yep. We want to have a, an event, but we can only do solo. Right. We want to do a show, but you got to do it as a duo. Yeah. You know, if you're like a, 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 a reggae trombone player, <laughs> you're, you're waiting by the phone for the phone calls to come back. <laughs> you know, are you yeah. guys having 11-piece bands yet? <laughs> No? Okay, well, I'll just I'll continue to wait. You know, it's yeah. great, but I feel for those guys. I no, feel for those I, trombone players. I, I do too, and I actually <laughs> agree with that. And it's something that I'm actually seeing uh, that they're talking about on the TikTok and, you know, in the the youths and, the, and people who are sort of doling out this advice. And I'm seeing that come up a lot. It's like uh, touring bands and stuff. Like, if you can make it work, good on you. But, like, it's really not so viable anymore, and especially in this time. Of of, mm -hmm. of Omicron, but it it's like we uh, they, everyone's saying is like go solo, just go solo, and, and you can make a yeah. living, and you could do your thing, and you don't have to rely on other people. 
Well, you know what? Well. Uh, you know, my wife and I were big fans of Alan Stone. Oh, he's great. Uh, I'm playing. Yeah, an, I'm playing an Alan Stone song tonight. <laughs> Actually. Oh yeah, brown eyed. Yes, brown eyed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great, man. Oh, it's a good. Song. But uh, no, he's just like we saw him on his last kind of little tour that he did, um, and it was this. Uh, yeah, solo. Like he did this solo. He called it like a karaoke tour. I don't know if you've heard about that. <laughs> I did. Where I he did. had people like singing and getting up and stuff. Oh. And he just toured with like, and the, the crew was four people. It was him, his friend who was kind of hosting the event. Mm -hmm. He had like a sound tech and maybe like a tour manager, sort of merch person. Perfect. And they were going out as a four piece. A lot of the tours I've done with Elise Legros, um have been like three piece things mm -hmm. because it's not just the uh, pandemic. Even before that, there's the lack of uh, funding in the music industry right. it's you know uh, uh, you know my friend elise would love to have her five-piece band go on the road it just wasn't in the cards many times so yeah. we just had to adapt it to a three-piece um so again going back to being that versatile player it's like okay on this gig we have only drums and guitar and vocal so as the guitar player let me uh let me rework everything to make it a workable you know, right. product. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the, and, and you, you've, uh, like Elisa, she, cause I looked into her and she's got, mm. done like really amazing things and her Spotify numbers are great. And, uh, and I saw that she's been to Europe and stuff like that. Is that, have you, did you go with mm -hmm. her when you, when she was over there? She's been, yeah, she's been a number of times. Mm. I, I did, uh, just one tour with her there, uh, 2018, mm. um, we were opening for Rick Astley. <laughs> now I'm gonna get you. it. Would, oh, it was, did he I heard close that with that every night? Did he close with it? Or he, he's an amazing guy. Like he's he's awesome. Uh, he would close with that, but sometimes on some gigs. So he actually is a, a good drummer too. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he would get on the drums and do an ACDC cover. What? Yes. yes. And he would give his guitar to the drummer, and like the, one of the backup singers would play guitar. Yes. He would have so much fun on stage. It was a real inspiration to watch him do his thing every yeah. night because he was just like like super thankful for the fans that were still there after all these years right he wasn't coming out with any kind of you know pretension or any mm -hmm. pretense what is the word you know yeah. he wasn't coming out like like i heard van morrison groaning that he doesn't want to play certain songs you yeah. know he knows hey this is the song that made me famous you guys want to hear it and here's my new stuff which you also want to hear and he yeah. would just have a great attitude about it yeah so that's... That was a super fun, fun run, and uh, we had a good time. That's and awesome. he actually got on stage with us, uh, 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 played bass. He what? grabbed his bass guitar and played an Elise Legro song, and she didn't know. I was playing on stage, and he had sorted out beforehand. He said, I want to play a prank on her. Can I come out during the opening set? With like, he had like a trucker hat on, and he was kind of like, and he came out and started playing bass on her last tune. Wow. And we're, we're playing, and she didn't know. Like, she's singing for three minutes and then turns, and there's this guy on stage playing <laughs> bass. It's like... That's fucking Rick Astley. <laughs> you, got Rick rolled, you. you got rolled, son. You got Rick rolled. You got Rick rolled in the real sense. That was it. She got Rick rolled for real. Oh, I love that. That but, was so good. That was so good. Oh. Yeah, he was he was great. And we went, you know, the, it ended in uh, Copenhagen. And we went to a, a jam at a bar with him and his crew. Uh, and I was singing Prince covers with Rick Astley in a bar at 2 a.m. in Copenhagen. Denmark. Like, I can't, I was like, I never thought my music career would take me to this place right now, but it's just, it was, it's a story and you take it in, you're like, this is a really weird moment and yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. And then I went home and the next day, 24 hours later, I'm in 
you know, Ontario, Canada, tucking my daughter into bed. It's like, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a life, man. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. No, I've totally had those moments where it's just like, what is even happening right now? Like, I remember yeah. we played the House of Blues. My, my, uh, hey, what's up, Vision? Welcome in. Hey, Vision, what's up, bud? You came, you came over. Nice to see you. Thank you for being here. Uh, we, I, my reggae band played this like this House of Blues show, which was like completely packed out and like just you know people up in the rafters in, in downtown San Diego and like. You, you come off the stage and you're just your your head's fucking in the sky, you know, and it's just it's nuts. And uh, and, and then I I came home and and I had to clean piss out of the out of the couch because my son had pissed on the couch. <laughs> That's like, I'm just yeah. sitting here all high on adrenaline, like scrubbing well, piss <laughs> by myself. Well, Everyone's but, sleeping. <laughs> But that's tr that's the thing, you know, and that that's that's what some musicians can't get over, and mm. that's what becomes dangerous is because those moments, which are great, like you just really like take it all in, and then you have to be really okay with this up and down adrenaline thing, like it, or it'll really mess with you if you if you can't do the roller coaster because it can be tough for sure. There's a great there's a great documentary called The Other F Word. Have you heard that? <laughs> no, I haven't. You have to watch the other F word because it's fatherhood and it's, it follows punk rock musicians. Uh, now I'm not, I don't know a lot about old punk rock. I don't know a, some, some kind of metal bands too, but it's about these guys who are fathers now, but when they were, you know, big in the eighties or nineties, they were all anti-establishment, like just yeah. the real deal. Yeah. And now they have these suburban families and they're, <laughs> you know, paying taxes and, you know, taking the, the recycling to the, tr to the curb, yeah. you know, and they, but they talk about going out on tour and for some of them, it's really hard. They're like, I yeah. got to, uh, some of them are like, I, I can't get on stage and get wild unless I have a bunch of drinks. Cause I got to wow. get in that headspace Whoa. that you're not in. Cause you're not 21 anymore. So yeah. you're not just like, you know, fuck everybody. I gotta just go. You know, right, right. How do you even? <laughs> I'm not there that? anymore. So, and, right. I, and the fans want that. Right. So, anyway, check out the other F word. It's really cool. Look into like musicians who are now 20, 30 years later, uh, balancing that life. Yeah, the ups and the downs, or that's, the ups and the. That's yeah. wild. No, you, you, it's crazy. I mean, you, I, could you imagine? Like, do you know who Gigi Allen is by chance? Gigi Allen? Yeah, he was a punk rock singer so. from he was in New York from the nineties. He was he was just this crazy okay. motherfucker. He used to like shit on mm -hmm. stage and like cut himself <laughs> okay. a glass. I mean he was crazy. But like yeah, think of people like <laughs> that who was like, All right, my body is a temple, is a rock and roll temple. Uh you know, and he, yeah. he would take like a microphone, bite it, and smash out his front teeth. Like he was punk. Oh fucking rocks i mean he was just punching women and stuff he was out of his mind but okay where is he now <laughs> he's dead he's dead as fuck yes well but, yeah but, but i yeah. often think it's like yeah. how do those guys age <laughs> i well, guess they don't i think it's a certain point where you don't right, right. and uh <laughs> yeah, you know it, that's why for me some of the most fascinating musicians like i'm a classic rock buff like i love mm. classic rock and so my favorite um interviews and musicians i love now are uh, steven tyler Oh. As like a guy in his seventies, who, 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 who should be Paul canceled? Stanley from Kiss. Oh, Paul should Stanley. Be canceled? Yeah, Paul Steve. Stanley from Kiss. Go read some of his interviews and stuff today. He is a man that has such a perspective on his life. Mm. Um, he's sort of like kind of yin and yang to Gene Simmons in a way, you know, mm. who's still trying to be this image. He this, was uh, this this, this thing, and Paul's really humble. He's very just like uh, he's really all about his family and stuff now, and very thankful that people even still want to see them he's like i'm thankful for that 
But uh, it's cool to see these guys who are mega stars, yeah. just like cartoon characters, <laughs> you know, a Steven Tyler or like right. Kiss, and they're just like, and now they've just come to a place in their old age where they didn't burn out and get yes. nuts or just right. go crazy or just like, you know, lose it and couldn't function as yeah, as old adults. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you it's up. I know you gotta go. Um, it, it, can we get can we get an yeah. original audio before you go? I'd love to hear an original let's, tune. Let's do a little. I don't dance anymore. Oh, let's go. Yeah, let's yeah. Go. Let's do the acoustic. Uh... No, that was. There we go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. That was a goat. The previous one was a goat. Bang. All right, guys. <laughs> let's turn it on over to our friend Jeff Eager. Yeah. Yeah, this is the single I released November 5th, one of the two singles, I Don't Dance Anymore, and uh, it's kind of dancey, but here's the acoustic, the little acoustic version of this tune, goes like this. I just stand and nod my head to the groove Just to get out on the floor I used to imitate all those MJ moves But as the time went by What happened to the boy who didn't care? The weight of the world Got tucked into his shoes and held him there Oh, you can try to get me up, but it's just not in me See, I used to loosen up, I'm too concerned with myself And what isn't done, what happened to free, what happened to fun I don't need to let you down, you know you love me I can see you dig the sound, go on You can try to get me up, I just might let you down. I gotta get the chords to my own song, eh? You can try to get me up, I just might let you down. Jazz version, alright. Alright, I'm gonna take it up. <laughs> it felt a little low. Like this. I don't dance anymore, I sit and listen to the music clean Keeping one eye on the door, just in case I need to take an early leave But as the time went by, well I hope to meet that carefree child again Beneath our feet will make the whole world spin But for now you can try to get me up It's just not in me See I used to loosen up I'm too concerned with myself And what isn't done What happened to free What happened to fun I don't mean to let you down Know you love me I can see you dig the sound me up, I just might let you down. Whoa, you can try to get me up, I just might let you down. Yeah, whoa, you can 
try to get me up Get me, get me Woo! Hey, you can try to get me up <laughs> Yeah! Thanks, everybody. Thank you! Thank you! Jeff Eager, everybody! Give him a round of Some jazz chords in there. You know, Mike, you know, when we make mistakes, we call it jazz. It's jazz, That's baby. That's how we do, man. It's jazz, baby. Thought I'd change it up and even try to fool myself. I found <laughs> myself on my toes and. I wasn't ready for what I brought to that oh, oh, rendition. Before you go, before you go, I know you got to go, but yeah. we have a Would You Rather yeah. that just got just got redeemed, which is the dirty mm. version of Would You Rather. So we'll make we'll make it quick. We'll make it quick for our guest because he has a meeting to go to. So let's uh, let me get let me dig in deep. Make me here. sound so important. The meeting. What I I don't know. I'm just know. whatever you got going on is is, is important. So we're we're going with petty it. cash tonight, Toronto. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Meeting. Anybody to four twenty meeting. There you go. Uh, mighty mighty. Thank you so much for those two hundred biddies. I really appreciate that. Uh, okay. Would you rather talk to <laughs> Valo Infinity? By the way, what am I getting into? What am I getting into? <laughs> subscribe, okay. mighty mighty. Thank you for uh, subbing <laughs> to Valo, and I, I love that that Canadian tuxedo always pops up. I mean, it's just it's so fitting right now. Would you rather talk with a preteen boy about Minecraft or discuss the U.S. election with your uncle-in-law? <laughs> hmm. That's not very filthy, but. Well, no, I, I would uh, talk to a preteen boy about Minecraft because I have a nephew who's a preteen boy who loves Minecraft. And do you love I Minecraft? I don't know much about it. No, I'm not really into it, but yeah, uh, he's super so. passionate about it. You know, I can yeah. listen to him. He's excited. Yeah. He needs someone to vent to. His parents are like, I'm so tired of hearing about this. So <laughs> who care about Minecraft? <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to some Minecraft. Yeah, well... Uh, Jeff, thank you so much. I had just a wonderful time uh, chatting with you and getting to know you. you, you the two to Mike. new album, uh, new two new singles are "I Don't Dance yeah. Anymore" and "For Your Love." Go out and get it right now. You can uh, find the links in the chat right now. Um, I'll just let the mods do that. Mods, could you drop the links? And if you're listening on the audio, go and check the the show notes and click away and follow up your boy. Do it. Do it. Jeff Eager, thank you so much, my friend. I'll be Mike, in touch thank you, with man. You. You're the best. This was fun, man. Thank oh, you. I'm glad you had a good, had a good time. time. Yeah, awesome, man. You have a great yeah. rest of your day. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your truths with us. Uh, you Again, you can go find Jeff at jeffeagermusic.com. There's a link in the show notes. Go check out his latest singles. It, 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 they're, they're dope as AF. I was going to say as F, but I said A. Okay, let's keep moving on. You <laughs> check out his new singles, his latest singles, I should say. I don't want to dance anymore, or I don't dance anymore, and... Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot it. Hold on. For your love. My God. I, I'm just, my my memory is like a gnat's. Um, it's just, it's completely gone. Anyways, uh, definitely go check out Jeff. Links are in the show notes. Make sure you're supporting your boy. 
and uh, uh and, and and by supporting the artists that come on the show you are supporting the show so please go do that it's 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 important we gotta keep the art alive keep the flame burning okay anyways uh, I've been working at a homeless shelter uh, 40 hours a week now for uh, I, my third day was yesterday and it was a great ass day. I've been having like the first couple days, you know, I'm getting used to it. And third day, I was, I'm like, I, I got it down pretty well. And it's just like one of those jobs that are pretty leisurely and your job is literally to just talk to people, make people feel comfortable. Your job is to serve. Your job is to, you know, like, to, to, and this is what I, what I'm enjoying about it is that I'm learning about what, um, you know, what this, how to approach people, especially people in, in these kind of situations and taking that empathy and, and applying it to everyday people because a lot of times you know you think you're like the other day there's this dude I, I got locked outside and this dude was about to walk outside and i was like hey man open the door and like i'm staff like he knows i'm staff he looked at me and he turned around and walked away now in my head if that was a rational human being i would be like fuck that guy i hate him but this person is at a homeless shelter in in winter time so it's you got to understand that this is not rational you know some of this shit's not rational and that dude ended up having you know mental issues and and that's you know that's fine we that's why we're here and that's what i love about this job is that it's uh it's serving and i'm not starting to sit here and say look at me look at me i don't talk about this often but since i'm going to be working 40 hours a week at this place you're probably going to hear a lot about it uh, last week, last Friday, I, I I approached someone in a wrong way, and he ended up freaking out on me. I, I came into the it was after dark and uh, or it was after bedtime, and he was in the cafeteria where women were sleeping, and he was looking for something. I didn't even know what he was looking for, so I go in there. I was like, "Hey, man, you gotta get out of here. There's 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 ladies in here," and he's like, "What? What? You think I want these ladies? I'm a I'm a fucking you know f word not fuck uh referring to the pejorative to homosexual uh that starts with f uh he called himself that and i was just like oh okay and then he goes he proceeds to go into he's like you don't know shit about me i've been sex trafficked i've been fucked every way you could think of i've been raped i've been fucking treated like shit you don't know who i am and i'm just like whoa you know and and then he's like i'm gonna leave this fucking place fuck this place. i don't need this i'll sleep on the streets i'll freeze to death before i fucking deal with this bullshit and in my head uh you know I, at the time i'm just like oh god i've crossed the line and, and you know whatever and, and and at the time i got a little defensive and i i said stuff that only made things worse um, so the the big takeaway was how you approach people, how you handle this. Like, and, and the, the shitty thing is, is that all he wanted was a cup. He just wanted a cup for some water for his medication and cookies. So uh, it could have been easily resolved if all I did was like walk in and say, hey, hey, man, what can I help you with? Do, do you need something? And he would have been like, oh, yeah, can I get a cup? And I would have been like, fuck, yeah, let's get a cup. Let's get you some drink. So, uh, you know, it, it's it, it, that would have been way easier than him freaking out. And so I went home that night and, and, and I had been warned earlier that night that this guy was sensitive. He thought people were judgmental and sometimes he would sleep in the cold because he felt judged. Now, I, I realized that 
people who are on drugs and the homeless and, and me knowing what it's like to be on drugs heavily, we tend to come up with our best sob story to, to manipulate and to get people to feel bad for us, to give us stuff. So I'm not saying that's what he did, but I'm saying that I'm, that most homeless people have their sob story down really, really well. So uh, homeless drug addicts, I should say. Now, again, I'm not shooting on the homeless. I absolutely am here for the homeless. But this is a survival technique, obviously. This is how you get by. This is how you get a little extra money or something, you know, get pull on some people's heartstrings. This is how you get housed for a night or two or whatever it is. You know, like this is what you're doing for survival to feed this illness that they're harboring, you know. And it's just what happens. It's shitty. It's a shitty cycle. And uh, I haven't been so fulfilled from a job in a long time. And if I had to do work like outside of this then this is what I like doing. And, and it's just been really good. So I ended up coming home and beating myself up over it. And I think, you know, I'm dealing with some other stuff in the family right now, some illness in the family. So uh, it, I haven't really had a chance to process any of that. And I just, I came home that night and I think it all just sort of came out and I just had myself a good cry. Um, and um, well, it, it was tough. I, I felt really bad for you know, to think that just my careless words can affect someone in a way that will make them go and sleep out in the cold because they'd rather sleep in the cold than be judged by the fat guy at the at the shelter, which that sucks, you know. So it really weighed hard on me. And, and then I got in on Monday and they were like, hey, that guy, he's banned for a whole week because he got caught smoking weed in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, you know, I felt bad for that motherfucker. Just for him to just start rolling. Apparently, he was just rolling weed on the tables, like all brazen, not giving a fuck. Like, he was just like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, this is, this is tobacco. It's green tobacco and, like, lying about shit. And it's just, I was just like, what kind of fucking dumb shit is that? It's like this dude, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Ever, they, drug addicts, and I know this from experience, and I'm not judging, and it is a survival technique, but fucking, we tend to have our sob stories down to get what we want when we want it because of the position we're in. And, and it's survival, baby. It's survival. So, it's you know, I don't blame anybody. I'm not saying it's a wrong. I'm just saying that it, it, those mechanisms are in place for a reason. And, um, well... We, we see how much he gave a shit about the whole situation how he just carelessly was just rolling weed and disrespecting the facility so you're not allowed to do drugs or drink alcohol there so uh, so that was like a whole little mind fuck that i went through and uh it, and, and it, it taught me actually a lot so it, it was it was worth it it was completely worth me going through that because it taught me a lot and I came through. I came through on Monday with more of a my head on my shoulders and ready to go. So, thank God that all worked out. But uh, still, you know, it it, it it highlights something very important that words do weigh heavy on on those who are listening, and or can at least weigh heavy on those who are listening. And not to say that you know I'm gonna censor myself even more or anything like that. I'm just saying like. Being more mindful, being mindful of your environment, being mindful of what's coming out of your mouth. And I've been saying this for a long time. It, there's nothing wrong with being mindful about what comes out of your fucking gullet. So just, you know, let's just 
be present. Let's just remember who we're talking to when we're talking to them. And here's the thing is, is like the more you do it, the more that it becomes more natural. And it, before you know it, you're just constantly being present every time you talk to somebody, which I'm not there. I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying that it's something that happens. <sighs> okay. Well, that's my piece for the for the week. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. We'll be back on Friday with Joyce Lee Music, who is a fantastic singer-songwriter out of San Francisco, California. She is a Twitch streamer. Her name on Twitch is Rockstar Angel with an underscore. So at uh, Rockstar Angel underscore uh, on Twitch. So if you're interested, go check her out before the release. And that's going to be Friday on the podcast feed. And Friday on the stream on the live stream we're going to be doing some editing we're going to be editing the new video for the the hierarchy uh, uh, song so if you're interested in hearing the song the mix and seeing the process come over to the twitch stream we're not going to release that onto the audio side of things we're just going to sort of put that on youtube and stuff so if you want to see that process live come on through or you can catch it on youtube afterwards so either way it's all good come on through it's gonna be a good time all right, guys, um, I'm going to take off. I got to get ready for work, and I got a whole nother thing to record. So here we go. All right, guys, much love. Be good to your fellow human beings. H.J.'s for everybody. I'll see you on Friday.